Last time on Pokemon Rollout, with Professor Sneeze held captive by the Futurists, doing their bidding and subject to unknown horrors, Charlie and Liliana must plan a way to break him out. To further complicate matters, they're on the Lamb, or the Mareep, from the Rangers. To avoid detection by the Futurists, Charlie threw away the attachment for his Pokedex. Liliana took hers off but didn't toss it. Then, with limited options, they tricked a local lady into helping them get supplies and a place to prepare themselves. From there, they made their way to a cosplay shop to complete their disguises and to pick one out for Professor Sneeze. Finally, they made their way back to the Futurist hideout, finishing their strategy for gaining entrance. Now, what's been going on with Professor Sneeze all this time? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout! Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys, there's only one now, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? My name is Michael and I play Professor Rudimentus Vampire Spawn Sneeze. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> As you can see, things rapidly went downhill after he got left behind in the futurist hideout. It's true. It's true. I don't know what to do with myself anymore, so I've fully gone to the dark side. Yipes. <laughs> now, they haven't quite figured that out in the Pokemon world yet, which is probably a yeah, good thing. Good. When last we saw Professor Sneeze, he had uh, managed to get a bargain together that he would remain behind so that uh, Liliana and Charlie would be released. It would probably be about this time when they were sent out, too, that Professor Sneeze would also realize that the the rangers having wanted having out and wanted signs or i'm trying to think of a good way to say this them thinking of them as a person of interest or something they need to pick up was not part of the deal that you negotiated so they're probably still wanted by the rangers so since you're there you said you were going to work with them right <laughs> give so what i will say is uh how are you uh s sell me on this how are you going to try to get information while working with them and how is that going to work with the roles you want to use mm, okay because the easiest one is a guile yeah well, not great at that i think i'm gonna put myself so intensely into research which is something sneezes is, is good at that I'm going to take in more information than I report. Okay. So I'm going to delve so much into research and I'm going to be cross-checking files and stuff and I'm going to have a notebook that I'm writing things down to, to keep track of, uh, of all the information that I'm, I'm following. But I'm also looking into this organization and, and trying to, to find files that are on them uh, and what they've learned trying to to really genuinely so there there's genuine research here i'm actually trying to to learn along the same lines as what they're trying to learn 
but I'm trying to learn about them simultaneously. Mm, okay. So, like, as I'm just kind of frantically taking, you know, if, if it were in the library, I'd be taking frantic books off of shelves and files out of the, the archives and, and, and whatnot, and just, like, anything that's tangentially even related to whatever subject I'm studying. But I it looks frantic and random to anybody who's not an expert in the field, but I'm actually like there there is a pathway that I'm following where I'm researching what they want me to research while simultaneously researching them. And that's going to relate to a, a general ed, I think. Yeah, so give me general education to see how well you're doing kind of researching and collating and give me an intuition to see what you pick up as you go. General ed is 16. Intuition is 24. Here's the good news and bad news. The good (laughs) news is uh, since you have Archie, who is the archivist, uh, it doesn't take much convincing. Uh, Mankineel basically kind of hands you off and goes about her business, and it doesn't make take much convincing for her and for those around her to kind of put you in charge of records, getting things organized, getting things put together. The bad news is the futurist's organizing system is, to put in one word, atrocious. Mm-hmm. As far as you can tell, everyone is allowed to research what they want, however they want it, And while the notes are scientific, they are all in their own form of shorthand, and you are dealing with extreme specialists who are used Mm -hmm. to talking to other extreme specialists. A lot of your time right now is simply taken up figuring out what on earth they're looking at before you can even see what they've discovered about it. Uh, You do Mm -hmm. get some broad strokes, though. A lot of it is um, on Pokemon, obviously. Mm -hmm. The focus in terms of Pokemon seem to be on typings. There's many people who have seem to have chosen a specialized type and are trying to push it out to the nth degree. So Mm. this is my type. I'm going to push it as far as I possibly can. Pokemon, for lack of a word, uh, I'm not not getting the right terminology down at the moment, but where they came from, how they developed, what's going on with them. Yes, origins, uh, both in terms of mystical as well as pure biological, in their seeing of like, okay, where did these ones come from? Why are they living here? Did they adapt or were they set up here? What's going on with all of these things and how does all that work? And then finally, there's kind of a tangential one which bleeds into the next section, which is augmentation, for lack of a better word. Both biological as much as that is, that's very much in its infancy. And uh, in fact, it seems to be mostly the ravings of one or two extremely insane people who you're not sure how they have a lab but uh <laughs> and and like the 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 they you, you're pretty certain they've invented their own jargon rather than having their own thing so there's that but then there's also more mechanical augmentation and that definitely bleeds into technology pushing technology to the mm. next limit getting to the things there's a lot of focus on uh especially in the technology there's focus on digitizing for lack of a better word you're still like Digital media is very, very much in its infancy in the Chandi region. Like I said, you don't have cell phones yet. 
And so the idea of turning something into data and transferring it across vast distances sounds like a science fiction book you read once, but some people seem to be trying to take it very seriously here and in fact are moving beyond it. It like, again, you feel like some of the things you're reading, especially in this digital era, is someone trying out uh, their hand at creative writing, not researching. That's another one of the big ones. The other ones is, uh, like, th- those are kind of the two big ones. There's also kind of a development of history, but those seem more tangential than anything else. So connected to Pokemon Origins, connected to technology, and pushing it forward is just looking at the region, its history, its geology, its geography, uh, all those things there. You actually find... Uh, as just kind of a a weird accent, you find your own writings on the Snorlax migration Mm. in there with a couple of notes and other studies and things that seem to suggest that uh, the moon has a connection to more than one type of Pokemon. Clefairy, obviously, but there's Snorlax and there's a few others that they're kind of trying to blend into are these related species? Did they come from somewhere? Uh, One person makes an argument that you read and are very interested for a while until you realize that the entire argument is based on the idea that Snorlax and Clefairy have similar shaped heads. Uh, And and they're trying their absolute hardest to to run that into a full theory, but it doesn't quite work. But that, like, a lot of it is just a mountain of paperwork that you're working through. Going through this, uh, the other thing that makes this difficult is people seem to bring their finished papers, which can be anything from typed out, peer-reviewed, put together, to I scrawled this this morning and I'm throwing it at you, it seems like. (laughs) Uh, And they just bring it in periodically and randomly throughout the day for you to sort through and work more together. And that's how you get kind of snippets of information and other things going through. Uh, There's one person, uh, you get the name Logan through there, one of the researchers, who's talking more excitedly. He doesn't seem to know who you are, and so you're able to kind of strike up a conversation with him before... Uh, someone else gets him to realize that maybe that's not the best thing. And he uh, is especially focused on, well, one of the great things I like, connected again with the geology and geography of the world and things and uh, oddly tied into the technology sphere, the crystals that you can find both in the Crystal Caverns and the Illamine Oasis. Obviously, that's a point of looking through one thing that he has suggested that Logan seems to be a rather a junior researcher here, kind of brand new, still getting his feet wet, thinking through things there. One thing that has been hinted at him that he's kind of gone down and discovered for himself is that Pokemon can affect the crystals within certain contexts. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. like, and, and, and again, it's it's more arcane. He's not sure what the crystals are trying to do with them, but especially psychic and electric types. He theorizes that's why the Illumine Gym is that. They seem to especially have a effect on the crystals where the crystals will change form or seemingly grow or seemingly shrink in response to that matter, but a stronger Pokemon of any type can cause changes. And the theory is that a strong enough Pokemon does not need to be the typing in order to interact or uh, interface with the crystals, but a stronger Pokemon of that typing would interface much, much better. And it's about at that point that someone who is more senior comes in, notices you guys having a discussion, and takes Logan aside for a bit, and you don't really talk to him again (laughs) after that. That's kind of what you've gathered from this. Uh, 
you're able to more or less by keeping Archie in his Pokeball to keep anyone from asking questions or separating you. Uh, you get sure. the idea from a couple of things and a couple of uh, somewhat pointed questions that they're that they want to deal with the archivist on more one-to-one terms. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's fairly easy, especially with that intuition check, to realize that if you're interested in research, Archie would probably be obsessed with it. And it would be mm. very, it, it, it would not be tremendously difficult to distract him if mm-hmm. they pushed in that sure. direction. Okay. You're going through this and uh, you work through this. Uh, again, you have so much simple work there that this takes hours, hours upon hours to put together. Uh, and before you know, it, like there, you get a tap on your shoulder and it is uh, Sam Timorous, the man you've, you've run into a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind him is floating a Pokemon. At least you're pretty sure it's a Pokemon. Um, this is a... It looks kind of uh, vase-shaped, so almost cylindrical, but more curved. Made out of sleek steel. More like a chrome mm. metal with glowing indicators in a circle around the top part of its head. It also has uh, two protrusions coming out of it, again, slightly vase-shaped, that seem to be floating at its side, and two smaller protuberance, almost like like feet at the bottom of it that are connected there, but it's floating, and it doesn't seem like they'd be able to hold its weight. It also is scribed in a couple places on its sleek form. It, like, engraved in it are certain sigils that you're not quite certain what they are. Again, they look somewhat familiar. Uh, Pokemon education check. Yeah. Um, 22. This looks physically, at least in shape, identical to a clay doll but it is made out of steel. Uh, you also hmm. know clay, from that from that 22, clay doll were supposedly created by an ancient civilization that fell hmm. to ruin. So again, going off of what you've seen, what you're going through, it's possible someone managed to remake them in steel form rather than ground. Ma- make them out of uh, steel rather than clay, essentially. Hmm. Sam Timmer's society is like, come on. And it's like, time to get going. going. Going where? Your hotel room, of course. Where else? Is it is it that late already? I'm just I'm just getting into the groove. Don't worry, you'll have plenty of time. Unless, of course, you try to escape, then you'll have a little left. Well, there's so much interesting information here. I'm I'm gonna Are, are you sure I have to go to go to my room right now? I I I'm, can, can I five more minutes? <laughs> if, I don't know if you've noticed, but the lights up there take a decent amount of energy. So, lights are going uh-huh. out in about 10 minutes or so. So, and that's about how long it's going to take, so get going. Ah, uh, fine. Okay, where, where am I going? Follow it. And he points to the uh, clay doll, the steel clay doll, which looks, uh, spins. Of course, its eyes, the LED eyes are still all around it, and then just starts floating away. Mm. All right, I, I follow. Okay. You're going through different rooms again. Most of it is, is very white, very clinical. As you're going past, you see rooms that seem more like they'd be personal quarters, but you're moving past all of them a little bit deeper into the complex. You get a feeling of da- of some downward motion, even though you can't really tell an incline. 
as you keep going, you're getting to doors and you get to the point where you're kind of getting through, uh, you, you get to a set of much larger doors that look like they're more built for keeping something in. You know, so you're guessing that mm. there is a difference between quarters and cells. Mm. As you get through this, these doors uh, open up as the steel clay doll gets closer and go through. Um, when you go through it, those doors shut and the steel clay doll bursts into a pyre of red and white, uh, red and blue flames, much larger than you have ever seen, and with heat ah. and a blast of force, essentially, as soon as those doors close, uh, it immediately faints and drops. And standing across the room from you is. This seems to be another section of hallway in between two doors. Mostly just seem to be like, almost like a security checkpoint or something there. Standing there is uh, a white lab-coated researcher, white shoes. I'm trying to remember how I described it before. Uh, I believe it would be all in white. So white shoes, white pants, yeah. white blouse. Thick white hair kind of going down nearly to her waist, uh, tied back in more of a looser ponytail, so it's there for or a looser backtail area there, and completely pale white skin and then bright red eyes. Mm-hmm. Who is looking at you and says, The other dealt with one of yours. For neutrality's sake, scales must be balanced. It gave something in response for victory, so I will take in response to victory. Huh? Who, who are you? Who are you? What, what do you want from me? Honest question. Good. Reshiram. Should I roll a Pokemon Ed to know about Reshiram? Mm-hmm. Um, 20. 20. Okay. Reshiram is fire and dragon type Pokemon. Uh, it is the second half of uh, this is sliding into a cold ed, but because of this is going, it's the second half of the Pokemon that was split in two in Legends. Uh, what you know is that it tends to embody truth, whereas Zekrom, or Zekrom uh, embodies ideals, but the rest of them are opposed and on different points, so it really swaps between the two. There's no core which one does which necessarily every single time, mm. except that Zekrom is ideals, Reshiram is true. Uh, okay. As it goes through there, uh, the biggest thing for them is that if they show up in the same place, they are going to fight each other. <laughs> uh, and yeah. they tend to show up at, in opposing forces to deal with one another. Uh, mm. And continuing to respond to your question, I want nothing from you. I care nothing for you or your group, but the other does and has acted on it. Therefore, I must balance the scales. Should you be victorious, you will face no more of those and in ahead indicating towards the steel clay doll, nor the other guardian mm-hmm. in your attempt or their attempt uh, this night. Should you fail, you will uh, face them, and I shall have to act to, fa- to fight them as well. Okay, I'm wait. I'm waiting for the catch here. What's what? Do, what do I need to do? Win. 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 What? You're faster. <laughs> okay. Uh, doesn't seem like they're changing form or anything, but also, oh, uh, with that Pokemon education check, you also realize that what you just yeah. saw was that steel clay doll being absolutely cooked by fusion flare. Oh, okay. 
which is Reshiram's signature move. Got it. All right, I'm gonna say, well, if it's if it's a fight you want, then here we are, and uh, come on out, Melody. And I throw out Melody the Wigglytuff. Melody the Wigglytuff. Okay. Is she? No, I'm faster than than Melody. Uh, I will also then power up those hair muscles and fire off a try attack. Okay. At Sharam. Um, that is a 14 to hit. 14 hits. Um, 30 normal special damage. 30 normal special damage. Yep. That did five normal special damage. <laughs> Not enough to give it an injury. Okay. So. You fire up the hair muscles, blast the beam of it. Uh, you realize that the red in that tricolored beam just kind of gets sucked into the restaurant without any effect, but the other two hit the form and kind of uh, some of it gets, uh, you see it get knocked back. It doesn't even budge an inch as it gets hit by it. Like, you definitely, there was an effect, but it just kind of blinks. Uh, Melody is faster than the Reshiram. Melody, it seems like the stakes are pretty high. I want you to sing like you've never sung before. Use Parish Song. So Melody is going to go up. I is it possible for Melody to hit Reshiram with Parish Song and not me? Burst It's fifteen. Burst 15. So, I like, I understand if it's not. Ooh. That's insane. Isn't it though? <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Okay, um, um I will say kind of a small area between rooms. You don't have soundproof. I will say it's just barely if she runs to the edge of the room and you run to the other edge, you will be able to avoid it. Okay, that's that's what we do. So you move there. Okay, and you use Paris Song, so both melody and the Reshiram have a three on theirs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. The Reshiram starts and goes, oh. And it kind of blinks, catch that, and goes, then. No time to waste. And takes in a breath, and the area where Melody is standing bursts into flame. Oh boy. Used flamethrower. Hits flamethrower. Wow. Bad rolls. Uh, does 45 fire special damage. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see here. 45 fire special. And I'm going to trade in a salty surprise okay. to get some hit points here. And, and with my hits the spot, Melody, and because Melody likes salty and my accentuated taste, um, Melody took 30 damage and recovered 31 hit points. Okay. Uh, before the flames die down, they suddenly renew and turn purple as Reshiram uses Dragon Breath ah. and hits and does 47 dragon special damage to Melody. And Melody just dances around and is like, oh, this is nice. Oh, she's a... Because she's fairy type. A fairy type. I forgot. Well done. <laughs> Should have done it to you. Oh, well. Uh, that brings it back up to your turn. Okay. Did you uh, lower the parish count for Reshiram? I did, yes. I'm going to say, you don't go down easy, do you? Uh, how about this? And I uh, fire off swift attack um, at Reshiram. Stars come flying out of my hair muscles. Uh, and that's a 17 to hit, which it, it doesn't miss anyway. But it's not a crit. 
Um, 34 normal special damage. 34 normal special? That yep. did 9 normal special damage. <laughs> okay. Stars go crashing around it and cut some holes in its uh, in its lab coat. Nothing there, but it just kind of keeps looking at you. Now it is Melody's turn. Melody gets as close as she can. I say, Melody! Use disarming voice! And so Melody's uh, previous Parish song, which is already a haunting melody, now becomes disjointed and uh, unnerving. 35 fairy special. 35 fairy special damage? That did 10 yep. fairy special damage. <laughs> so again, the disjointed, and it kind of tilts its head as it's looking at you from there. The Reshiram, the Parish song counts down to one. Mm-hmm. Reshiram walks away from you to a corner, goes down to one knee, and takes a breather. <laughs> there you go. And using its second turn, it turns back, <laughs> and energy gathers around its head, and then lashes towards Melody as it uses extrasensory. And it hits. Nice. It's supposed to be rolled. And does 44 psychic special damage. Okay, and she's going to trade in her last digestion buff. Also, Turbo yep. Blaze activates. Uh, the user damages a foe. All The damaged foe's abilities are disabled for the remainder of the encounter. All of her abilities no longer exist. So oh, she can't no. use that digestion buff because that's, that's part of Glutton. Oh, no. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Okay. She just takes that damage. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Okay. Oof. Yeah, so the... That's the key. purple energy comes and hits and then somehow bursts into flames for a second before collapsing back in. Mm-hmm. And now it is Professor Sneeze's turn. Okay. All right, Professor Sneeze is going to say, all right, Melody, you've done you've done an excellent job. Return. Uh, we'll, we'll get you back if, if we need you. Boss, this is a fight for you. Um, and I send out Boss, the primate. Okay. Boss comes out. And he is faster, but you can finish your turn, then he'll go. Well, that that would be my full turn, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, your turn, that's a standard. So you can move, but that's... Okay, so yes, boss is up. Okay, yeah, I'm already, like, far away. I'm, I'm not going to worry about anything else. So, boss is this. That's That can't be. Hang on a second. Is that is that real? Oh, that's why. Okay. I was looking at um, Dynamic Punch, and I was like, where's the downside for this? What's uh, the AC of nine, yeah. <laughs> but it's the AC of nine. That's yep, yep. Got it. Hard to hit. But, um, all right, boss, go in and hit it with a karate chop. Um, check really quick before. Yes, so I'm going to ex- uh, trade in a spicy wrap um, to get another plus one to the crit range. So if it is a 15 or more, it's a crit. Nice, because of Razor Claw, yep. And it's a 16. That's a crit. So that's a crit. It's going to do an extra 10 damage as well. That that extra damage from the digestion buff doesn't get it doubled, does, not, does it? No. no, it's just the dice that yep, get doubled. Just the die and the and the plus 10. Yep. So. And the plus 10. So. All right. All right. All right. So 61 fighting physical 61 damage. 61 fighting physical damage. That did 41 fighting physical damage. <laughs> which is just enough to give it one injury. So Boss comes out and slams into this researcher with enough force that if this, uh, if Reshiram 
was what it looked like, it would be in half, possibly in two pieces. <laughs> but at the very least, <laughs> oh folded goodness. in half. But all it does is kind of, it, it uh, lets out a gust of air and kind of hunches inward a bit. And mm-hmm. just looks at Boss. It uses extra sensory. And one second, uh, because I need to yep. go to the Patreon thread. Because <gasps> I need to look at the critical fumble table. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, what can I do that causes something? I mean, there's the old faithful one that I can do, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's a psychic type move, so like you can kind of go a little wild with it. <laughs> well, I could go completely insane, but <laughs> it would be a little hard to do the rest of this if that happens, is what I'll say. But true, true. Uh, yeah, there's a real classic one that I can do, but I'm trying to decide if there's a better one. Um, no, I think that might be the better one. Uh, the best one is, is Old Faithful because just got hit, fires off an extra sensory, misses, it slams through one wall, and you hear something explode about three rooms away. <laughs> and a siren starts wailing. Oh, no. It straightens back up and goes and aims another extra sensory at boss. Mm. This time it hits. Okay. It. And it does 48 Psychic special damage. 4 8 oh, psychic no. special. Alright, special. Mm-hmm. 48, that's gonna be down to 30. 51. 51. So that's two injuries. Yep. As boss is just beaten about by the psychic attack. Yes. And it's back up to boss's turn. Alright. Boss, we're not playing around. Dynamic punch! Just very quickly, Turbo Blaze slams into boss, too. So he also loses all of his. Uh, Abilities. Owl it's an at-will free action. There is no amounts that I can't do it. Wow. Yep. So dynamic punch, you said? Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Dynamic punch. Come on. Um, I am going to use uh, one of my Echoes of the Future. Okay. Which essentially gives advantage. Yep. Let's you roll twice. Um, so, come on. Here we go. 15? A 15 will just barely hit. Yes! Okay. Get to break out the D12. Okay. 56 fighting physical damage. 56 fighting physical damage. That did 36 fighting physical damage. It's still Ooh. standing. Um, and it's confused. Yes. Well, that's a solid hit on it. There we go, boss. <laughs> it's now Professor Sneeze's turn. All right, I'm going to try a try attack once again. So getting those energy balls powered up out of the hair muscles. 10 to hit. 10 to hit with energy ball. What is energy balls? AC. Try attack. Sorry, try attack, not energy ball. Two. Yes, that hits. Sweet. Um, 31 normal special. 31 normal special did six normal special damage. It's still up. Trying to see if you managed to do something, and I can't find it because... It has an aura active, which is important. Okay. Legendary auras. There they are. Oh! Oh, it should have done something. There's important things about auras that I haven't been using, so I won't use it right now. So you did not do it at the moment. So you have not managed to shatter its aura. Oh, okay. There's a very specific way to do it, but also it should have had... It should have had plus uh, plus two combat stages to all of its stages, but it doesn't, so that's fine. Oh, yikes. Uh, for every aura active, a legendary Pokemon gets plus two to all of its combat stages. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, all legendaries have three auras, so 
they don't all have them all at once, so they don't all use them all at once, but they can if, sometimes. But anyways, this thing is still standing. First things first. If I remember the confusion correctly, it just ignored it. Let me double check, double check. Yes, it rolled exactly what it needed to to act normally. So it shakes off the confusion there and <laughs> it doesn't snap out of it, but it ignores it. And mm -hmm. it first things first, boss looking. Like another extra sensory will probably take him out. Yeah, trying to decide if that's fun. <laughs> it will do. Yeah, it's it's more likely to just be the workhorse and just deal with it. So another extra extra sensory at boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16's gonna hit him. Um, yeah, yeah. And that does 52 psychic special damage. 52. It's gonna be 38. Be enough. That's eight plus nineteen. Seven. No. Yep. Boss is out. Yep. That's what two more injuries. Yep, that's two more injuries because that's massive damage again. So. Yep. Yep. Just smashes boss to the to the ground. Steps forward, and you see a familiar-looking blue and red flame come roaring towards you as it uses fusion flare on Professor Sneeze. No. Ah, no. That's a nineteen. Luckily, it doesn't crit. Yikes. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, it, it rolled 19, which doesn't crit. 19, doesn't okay, crit. Okay, it does. Whoops. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's too many dice. I just, I kept rolling them off the table. Uh, that did oh. 59 well, that should count as zero. fire special damage. 5-9 fire special. Uh, okay. Also, if Professor Sneeze has any abilities, he can't use them anymore. He doesn't, so that's not important. Wait, that's not right. Uh, no injury, but I... Wait, wait, no, why do I have that? I have written down a damage reduction of five. Why do I have that? Oh, it's... I, I'm wearing... I'm wearing uh, armor. <laughs> oh, okay. But that makes it Professor Sneeze's turn. That wasn't nice. Boss, come on back. You did great. Archie, finish the job. And I send out Archie the A-Pom. Uh... Archie comes out as we like, aura, aura, aura active, aura active. Yeah, I know. We're going to take care of it. Uh, you do you do have your standard action because returning a fainted Pokemon and releasing it is a move action. I'm just going to use a, a Swift on Rush okay. Ram. I'm going to say, there's your target. Follow the stars. Um, it's not a crit. But it is 30 normal special. That did five normal special damage. It's still up. Mm. All right. Uh, but then Archie can go right away, Archie right? Archie goes immediately, yes. Archie, ice punch! Ice punch! Um, so, rushing forward. That is a seven to hit. Seven to hit with ice punch, which has received two. That is a bar just barely a hit. Just barely a hit. Oh, good. <laughs> you cut out. You said, that is... That is a... Yep. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> so... Um, Alright, plus 28. Um, 39 ice physical damage. 39 ice physical damage. Roll a uh, d20 again. Okay. 10. Uh, okay. Roll uh, damage for ice punch again. Okay. Um, 31 ice physical. 
Archie rushes forward despite the aura being there and slams forward his tail fist covered in ice, swings forward, and the Reshiram catches it. It deals one damage, and you see a flare of something that shouldn't really be visible as its rivalry aura prevents it from dropping below one HP so long as you don't have Zekrom fighting it. Oh, fun. Then another tail fist goes swinging and <gasps> uh, Reshiram catches it in its other hand. Again, the aura flares and keeps it from going to one. And Archie, glowing, gets larger. That tail becomes a part of him and evolves into an ambipom. Oh, Archie! That's amazing! And the two of them are sitting there and uh, like the Reshiram is looking at him and you see kind of the flare of the aura attaching and working back and forth. And finally the Reshiram kind of tosses the hand uh, tails back and Archie kind of stumbles back and rushes back over to you. And uh, Reshiram looks over at you and says, victory then will not interfere. And it walks past you. The doors behind you open up and it walks through them and they shut again. Um, and I think that might be the time that we have. <laughs> A couple of quick things before we finish up. Yes, Archie just evolved into Ambipom. Also, uh, let me make sure I have this right. He has the knowledge aura. However, Ooh. here's the thing for it. You have to, one, choose to activate it. And two, if you do, you need to roll a d20. No, no, you need okay. to roll a d100. And it has to be... Um, so right now he's level 32. So you have to roll mm -hmm. a 69 or higher. So it's okay. so it's higher than the D100 minus his level in order to actually activate it in okay. in battle. Okay. And that's a once per day thing. But there'll be a few other things to that. But right now that is what he has. Gotcha. But that is what he is. He is now an Ambipom. Don't forget that you can completely reset his, uh, his uh, re mm -hmm. restat him out and everything. And that should be it for now with the siren wailing and you having technically no opposition except for a big door. But <laughs> thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout on Twitter at Poke Roll Podcast and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poke Rollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at TapsterRadio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter when I ever use it, at PokeRollNick. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, if it still exists, <laughs> at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. -L -L. Yes, and you can follow me there at Behind Your Eyely. That's Behind Your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what, you do, what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerollpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Box Cheese, Dr. Audino, Peter Stadmuller, James Burgard, 
Eric Lonquist, Kyle Albert, Taylor Bonforte, David Harshman, Michael, Richie Kammer, Matt Carlton, Aska Blood, Andrew Weil, T.T., Jeffrey Show, Micah Greenspoon, Casey DeFridis, Spencer Toole, Fenrir8907, Andrew Case, DGZ, Dean Frostmage, Froxus, Legendary, Ursa93, Terry Pfau, Scotty Newton, Chandelure Shack, Lance, Julia Egan, Lauren Polson, Nathan Hemmelgarn, Alchemage, and Big Fat Nuke. You guys are awesome and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours. yours.